0: residential areas
1: snack nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands mainly snack brands to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged hi i'm derek and this is behind the wheel a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their communities check us out on spotify itunes or wherever you find your podcasts this portion of the behind the wheel podcast is sponsored by Amazon best-selling author of Retail Pride. He's the founder of Take Pride today. He was recognized as being one of the top one hundred global retail influencers for twenty twenty one. Mister Ron. Thurston Ron is the real deal. But I tell you Ron loves retail and he's proud of it. He's led some retail teams for some of America's most prominent brands. We're talking Bonobos, Intimix, Saint Lauren. The list goes on and on. But he didn't write this book for brands. He wrote this book to help celebrate your accidental career. I had an opportunity to sit down with Ron. He is the real deal. He he loves leading Teams and pouring into the lives of individuals. So when you pick up his book, if you haven't already done so, you can go to Amazon to pick up his book. It's chock full of nuts and nuggets to help you navigate your career in retail or wherever you might be. Passion drive. That's it. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby maybe Baby-O, old D-Rock, D-Livingstone, because you got to have like 35, 40 aliases. So we are here today with George Protessis from Truly Greek. Yo, an exciting show. I'm looking forward to getting to it. Before <coughs> we do, George, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself, how you got started in this industry.
0: What an introduction, Derek. Thank you for that. And my name is George Protasis. I'm one of the co owners here at Truly Greek in Norwell, Connecticut. And it's a family run operation. My other partners are my mother, my father, and my sister. Can't go wrong there, right? Family so business. It's what a family is that? Family business. Like? I think you need a reality like a TV show here. A reality
1: yeah. TV show. So. Listen, when I tell you coming into this place, it is beige now. You see the decor, um, very classy, very clean. Very, a well-oiled machine
0: This is reminiscent of what a tavern Would look like in Athens, where we're from mm-hmm. And, you know, you go there These uh, chairs are very popular They're called Taverna chairs And all these decorations here on the shelves Are from my grandmother's house way back then And they did everything by hand Oh, like, so this is
1: this the, is your a- actual grandma's
0: Yeah, family. a lot of the stuff um, How you serve Greek coffee on that tray uh, They used to make uh, flour, bread And that sifter over there The ironer Pots, um, that's a, a scale over there. Mm. So it's nice to bring back their memories to a place where we come every day, we see it, and it's reminiscing of the past. Mm.
1: So. so, now how long have you been in the business, George?
0: Myself, uh, just when we started this five years ago. But you know, growing up, the best moments I've had with my family were at the diner, and you know, I, was, I would always visit my father there because he was always working. And, you know, I would help him out, raise some tables, bust some tables, wash some dishes.
1: Was that and, like, was, were you we getting paid or was that like sort of like a... Uh, uh, it was a little child uh, <laughs> uh, child slavery,
0: per se, but, you know, all my, the greatest life lessons I've learned are through that business, or in general, in any business, and um, I wouldn't take back those memories
1: for anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to go to work with my pops, um, it was sort of like mandatory I thought it was. I was excited at first because my brother would come home and he would get these cakes. After it was like paid, I was like, Oh, this is yeah. this is going to be good. What did your dad do? A pops is a carpenter. Carpenter. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's a great life lesson. Uh, I think that's a job and this job too, especially that Amazon cannot take over. Yeah. You know. So you know, you work with your hands. It's not something that a robot could really take over. I mean, I'm saying that now. We'll see in 20 years, but you know, you do need a human
1: behind this kind of business. Yeah. Same with the carpentry business too. And so your dad, I would come in, and he would be sitting over there in the yep. corner, got his laptop out, mm-hmm. a Mac, and I'm like, okay, so we could talk, because he's, he's, I'm like, oh, this guy, is, he's serious, right, he's serious. low-key, yeah, he you know, when I would see him, he we would sit down low-key, you tell me he's high-energy, what's your pop's oh, yeah. name? Uh, John. John.
0: Yep. Okay. So John, and, um, you know, we have a Greek tradition where you always get named after your grandfather, so in my situation... My great-great-grandfather was George. My great-grandfather was John. My grandfather was George. My father's John. I'm George, and hopefully if I have a son one day, it'll be John. So, like that's how we kind of uh, name ourselves. And same mm-hmm. with the women, too. After the grandmother, and um, you ask what he's like, and I think definitely high energy. He's very um, passionate about what he does. And when he speaks, some people think he's yelling, but he's really not. It's just like him being who he is. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time a customer came in, we had a couple of orders, online orders, Uber's, all that stuff. So there was a high intensity because we were, you know, cranking out these orders. And he was kind of dictating, like, you know, oh, you go do this. Uh, you know, you go get the fries. Uh, go get some more uh, green beans. Go cook this, cook that. So he was high energy. And this lady who happened to be an EMT was like, George, um, you know, I'm an EMT. Is your father having a heart attack? right now? <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, that's he's not having a heart attack. This is he's doing what he loves. This is his element. That's who he is, mm. and he's just, you know, that's his energy level. So, mm. yeah.
1: That's so when I would come in before, it was blue. Mm-hmm. And there was just something that would strike me about the manager. I could tell he was the owner and the leading the operation, but he was out front. But it wasn't as if, you know, this was a micromanager. This was, mm-hmm. okay, he's he's involved. You could tell he's passionate and he mm-hmm. cares about the business. Yeah. And I had this thing from retail where... I go to the restroom, because I gotta go sometimes. So I would mm-hmm. want to make sure that they're clean. This, this place is always pristine. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this tells me something about the Absolutely. owner, it tells me something about the, the place, but the color was blue before. Mm-hmm. And then it switched, I'm like...
0: Well, what happened here? What happened? Yeah.
1: So I asked him, and he was like, yeah, we, we, we went through a transition, you mm-hmm. know? So tell us about that transition.
0: Well, that's a two-part question you asked about the cleanliness and the transition, but as far as the cleanliness goes, you know, I mentioned this is our second home here, and our employees are our second family. You know, sometimes I see them more than I see my wife or my own family, right? So with that being said, in the Greek culture, when you have people over, you know, your house better be spotless, you better have a, you know, a nice presentation, bring out food, bring out drinks. It's the hospitable nature of the Greek people. So that transitions into, a, into our restaurant as well. You know, we always want to be clean, we want to showcase what we have to offer, and we're always um, on top of that. Yeah. Now, the second part of your question is definitely a longer story, but in, in the essence, you know, we started as a franchise about five years ago as the Simple Greek. And that's after watching that TV show, The Prophet on CNBC. Mm-hmm. We were interested and we were the first location to open up. And we thought perhaps maybe we could be part of something big, you know, maybe go after Chipotle, Moe's and Cordova, all those concepts, and be the first Mediterranean QSR. So we felt confident about that But then, you know, a lot of stuff happens What does mean? I shook my head up A uh, quick device. service restaurant oh. You know, it's not really sit down It's not a white tablecloth mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, grab your food You can go You can get it delivered to your house Within like 15, 20 minutes Something quick But you can also sit down Enjoy the vibe here But uh, it's something quick mm-hmm. Mostly lunch, uh, late dinner, stuff like that And um, mm-hmm. we were part of that And then, you know, things started collapsing a little bit And another thing that you mentioned, why did so many locations fail? And it's not only the simple Greek. In general, most restaurants fail within the first two years. I think Mm -hmm. the statistic is 80% of them do. Mm -hmm. The reason why is a lot of people think it's easy. So they say, all right, you know, I'm a lawyer. I have a little cash on the side. Let me just, like, find some more passive income. Mm -hmm. I'll invest, I'll get a manager, I'll get a marketing person, an HR person. It's easy, right? I just have to put the money up. How hard could it be? <laughs> How hard can it be? And it really is, and they put all their life savings to a restaurant and they realize it's not that easy. You know, the profit margins are very slim. So really the only way to increase those profit margins are to really be on top of your game. Like Be here, be consistent, and you gotta work. You gotta put your hours in, there's no easy way out.
1: Mm. So when you transition though,
0: it, it, it didn't seem like y'all skipped a beat man. definitely not because we were here and um you know covid obviously took a toll on a big corporation like the simple greek and uh they had to lay off some people during the height of covid and then they realized wow for us to reopen back in may of 2020 we need x amount of money so and a lot of franchisees were a bit upset about that whole ordeal and they made it pretty easy for us they said listen if you want to go on your own here's a termination agreement whatever sign it and you're good to go, but you have to take down the name, the color, the blue color that you were talking about, mm-hmm. and just uh, do your own thing. Or if not, you could just wait and get wait to get bought out by another entity that eventually bought the simple Greek out. So we decided to do our own thing. We had our local clientele here, the people that we see three, four times a week, a lot of regulars mm-hmm. here, and you know, the method of operation was there. And we said we'll stick with our guns and. Like You said the transition was quick, and yeah. uh, you know, the, I think the hardest part was really pulling permits with the city of Norwalk, that's about it. But then I, after that, we developed great relationships with our distributors, so it was easy to transition, mm-hmm. it wasn't that difficult. Yeah, and people always ask that.
1: It, it, it's um, there's a, there's a McDonald's in the um, in the Trumbull Mall that's closing after oh a number of God. years, 15 right? years, yeah. yeah, I saw that. I'm like, okay. They can't buy it out and just start flipping burgers. Exactly. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to oh, this is a franchise. Mm-hmm. And my man just kept moving like, okay, yeah. we just go and let's go.
0: A little cosmetic work, you know, we uh, brought a lot of stuff in from Greece, but we knew this was, we had some uh, time to get this done. So we went right forward. Uh, you know, I, I got a logo guy. He kind of re- he did the logo, a little branding, the menus. I ordered, um, and at the time, there was no supply chain issues. Hmm. This was like October of 2020, before all the craziness happened. So thankfully, you know, when we ordered all these things, like tables, chairs, and contractors to come in to do a little painting, a little side work, Mm -hmm. and whatnot, it was fairly easy. So we brought the right right time. Yeah,
1: no, it, it was good. This portion of the Behind the Wheel podcast is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Print Workshop. Yo, these folks, I tell you, you see the grit shirts, you've seen the grind shirts. I did a 30 day grind social media experiment and I wore that shirt for 30 days, yo. And I washed it, obviously, I washed it, but the care and the the texture, the print, the ink, everything held up. So I'm very impressed, yo. For real, for real. When I tell you that the ink on the shirt held up, the colors of the shirt held up, I was so impressed. I contacted the manufacturer that makes the shirts. I contacted the creative print shop. Say, yo, man, I'm very impressed with your shirts. I'm happy, pleased. And so, yes, they are are a proud sponsor of the Behind the Wheel and how I'm building this podcast. They started in 2000. That's 11 years ago as a custom design company that drew custom designs on apparel with fabric paints. Yo, Brother Hazel has been in the printing and design industry for 20 years, yo. Over 20 years. I mean, when, when, you, when I tell you about the, the process, the care—it's one thing to say, you know, it's a, it's a black-owned company, but the professionalism with which they handle your, your order from Xanti, who is, you know, the office manager who's in customer service, always pleasant, always upbeat. Before you go to place your order yo there is a consultation you sit down with the ceo and founder the chief executive officer of everything brother hazel and man it is um from from the ordering process to review you can approve your orders online so if you're in need of design print garments yo they handle everything i'm getting some mugs some of the killer mugs i can't wait till they're coming yo Yeah, so to talk to a designer, give them a call at 443-842-3900. That number again is 443-842-3900. Yo, she's jogging on the block, all black, everything. The number again is 443-842-3900. Or you can email, if you've got a question, info at thecreativeprintshop.com. That's creative with a K, thecreativeprintshop.com. Yeah, no, nah, it was good. It was good. So I said to your pops, listen, um, I'd love to have you on the show. Me? You want me on the show? I'm like, yeah, I think your stories I'll talk to my son, he'll be yeah. good for that. I'm like, yo. You're good yourself, yeah. This is the yeah. I mean it, it is you said he'll be in a little later on. Yeah, he'll probably be here any second. He'll come in and say, yo, listen, what's up with the thing in the back? I'm like, I'm going to move the thing in the back. Yeah, yeah. What thing in the back? What are we talking about? But that's just operations. Exactly. Yep.
0: Operations and just being on top of your game. That's it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, consistency. So what is it like working um, working for, for, for family members?
0: You know, it has its good moments and its bad moments. You know, mm-hmm. like... Um, I mean, if I wasn't working in this business, maybe I would have gotten a corporate job in the city, and I would come home for the holidays, maybe Christmas, Easter, 4th of July. And I didn't really grow up that way. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, I grew up in the way where my grandmother uh, raised me. Like, she was always around my grandfather, and, you know, we call him Yaya Papu in Greek, and always around the family, my mom, my dad. We're on top of each other all day. Mm -hmm. Like, no privacy whatsoever. (laughs) So for me to transition into that, like corporate lifestyle where i'm alone in a 500 square foot studio in manhattan or wherever boston i'm like i don't know is that me like it's it's not in my blood and i'm like you know what i'd rather sacrifice that and be with my family all the time you know we might fight here and there but Mm -hmm. it's good fighting it's not like it's nothing bad about it Uh, i I find it very Mm -hmm. enjoyable and Mm -hmm. i know like in 20 30 years just how my father would say stories about him and his father working together, I would be saying the same thing to my kids. Mm. You, know, you know, way back when and you
1: know, all <laughs> that. So I listen to uh, Gary Vee sometimes, and he right. talks about, you know, working in the store, liquor shop with his pops. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so you have this entrepreneurial gene. Okay. I don't know if it's a gene, but I think you got I think there's a gene. I mean, we're, being around it, it's like, this is, I just seen, I see, you saw generations of this. Right. So this is like, this is Act just in you
0: and you know you i'm sure gary Vee learned more with his father in like the one or two years he was with him than he did in the rest of his career opening up different businesses nfts and uh you know he, he'll eventually buy the new york jets mm-hmm. you know like that's that's what his goal is and yeah. he's probably gonna do it but you know he always um, he always talks about how his journey always started at the wine store and uh, you know, creating relationships with customers, knowing mm-hmm. what they like. And He studied that game, and he did really well at it. Yeah. And that's what became,
1: you know, very successful. And I, and I think that's what you're seeing. Um, you all embrace technology. Uh, sure. So Uber, GrubHub, mm-hmm. and, and it's clean, it's fast, it's in and out. There's oh, this yeah. relationship. It's just. It's impressive, man. Absolutely. And I always say this, like, back in the day,
0: any Greek or any culture, but let's just say the Greeks, for example, they would come to this country without speaking one word of English. Mm -hmm. They were able to become successful. American dream, buy a house. There were dishwashers, cooks. They were able to buy a house. Now, you translate that into today's society, you know, I don't know if a lot of these people could translate with all the technology that's going on. Like, You know, you have to be adapting constantly. Like Pivoting your business Like you can't just like Say right, I have a business here And like let it run Yeah Like you have to go On the Ubers Despite them taking A big chunk of your change You have to like Have your online presence You have to invest In marketing And um It's constantly Evolving game Yeah That is That's
1: There's a um Someone who's She has a beauty salon Here in Norwalk And when she came She was She was doing here Washing And now she has a, A school Nice And just speak English I'm like y'all This is That is a thing Like how did I love did, it I admire that I'm like how could you Like we had an accent I come from Barbados So we had an nice. accent So it's English But it's You have an accent You know you talk a little funny And you count the tree And it is But it's, it's still English To not to be able to s- Speak the language And then Succeed In business And go through From washing here To now you have your own School School it's and amazing. yeah, that's 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 incredible, man. What's the name of that beauty salon? Um, it's on Main Street. I forget the name. Yeah, so yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, it is.
0: That's really an American Dream story, and you don't really hear those
1: too often no. now
0: these days. But.
1: And those Let's are the kinds of stories them. that I that I want to tell. This is why I wanted to come and 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 have you guys on the show. Uh, hear about your stories like, yo, my son would be a good person to talk to. <laughs> I'm not doing the accent. So, what am I drinking here?
0: So, you are drinking Greek coffee. You like it? Mm-hmm. It's a little bitter, right? But I think um, there's been a lot of studies. So, there's an island in Greece. It's called Icaria. Icaria. You've heard of uh, Icarus and the Greek mm-hmm. god and whatever. And really, it's the island where people forget to die. That's what they call it. Okay. And I believe it was either CNN or some big channel wanted to do a study or an investigative report on how these people live so long.
1: How long were they living?
0: Like the average person would die at like 100, 105, which is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. This is like 20 years ago. Without like hospitals on the island, none of that stuff. And they went to the island and they started interviewing everyone. The, the you know maybe the generation that was around 60, 70. Like what makes your parents live so long? Mm-hmm. And really, they studied what they ate and what they drank. And every morning, all those people on the island drank Greek coffee. And what Greek coffee is, is very fine ground coffee where you have to like cook it with water or boil it with water. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess like the contents of it is very good for your digestive system and uh, it keeps you very sharp uh, mentally. And that's what
1: your pops is on like (laughs) for? Exactly. exactly.
0: (laughs) It's probably like a two, three day. Greek coffee drinker and they drink Greek coffee twice a day they drink wine once a day uh, heavy in fish and vegetables anything local and um, I think that's what it is the key to life if I can just at least drink the coffee component of it I know there's a lot of garbage in food uh, around us but I'm like you know what I like it it's part of my culture why not drink it Go for it. You know? I so you. That's what we're drinking, and it's kind of like a ritual for me. I love the smell. I love the process of making mm-hmm. it.
1: So what do you do? You it, you pour it off after you
0: boil it? and uh, So basically, you put like tea, uh, two tablespoons of coffee, the fine ground coffee. You fill it up with water. If you want to put sugar, you add it, and you boil it over the stove. Mm-hmm. And after like about maybe like three, four minutes, it starts bubbling, and that's the indication that it's ready to go. And then you just pour it over okay. right into your cup. Now, as a matter of fact I believe a lot of older Greek women with all the bubbles on the Greek coffee they could like predict their future like nothing witchcraft <laughs> or anything but you know there's something behind that as well
1: yeah what do they see in your future
0: I don't know my, let's hope it's a good one and uh, definitely a family man hard-working guy maybe you open up some more locations but you know we're patient people so you know, I, I like to focus on today. Today. <laughs>
1: I got you. George, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you, yeah, man. Derek, thank you're always a pleasure. All right, man. This portion of Behind the Wheel podcast is proudly sponsored by the folks at Lenses Only. Yo, so I was in the market for a new pair of glasses. I had lost my frames. My prescription was long overdue, and now I'm a little down. Until one day, I walked into the Goodwill, and I found a pair of frames, same color, different shape. I'm up to trying something new. I call the manufacturer and say, hey, listen, do you think you can put lenses inside of these frames? Nah, son. It's out of circulation. So I get a pair of glasses. But... I go to almighty Google because I still like the frames. Hey, listen, do you think you can... Is there a company out there that can put lenses into existing frames? And voila, what pops up? Lenses only. So I give them a call. Pleasant Professional on the other end of the phone, even though I've got existing glasses. Because of the service that I received on the other end of the phone, I figured I would give them a shot. I'd go out there and visit the location. Yo, I made the trip out to Bloomfield. They've got three locations in Connecticut with a fourth one coming online in Wethersfield. Ah, man, 50% off designer frames, but 80% of their business is with putting lenses into your existing frames. Most opticians won't risk it, but not at Lenses Only. They've got you covered. So how does it work? You go online to lensesonlyoptical.com. You plug in your prescription. You select your lens choices. You pay cha-ching, and they will send you a box. With a return label so you can put your frame in them. And then within a couple of weeks, voila, they're back at your home and you're seeing clearly as ever. So if you want regular frames, though, you've got to make the trip to Avon, Bloomfield, or Torrington. And yes, as I said, a new location's coming online in Wethersfield on Silas Dean Highway. LensesOnly.com. They've got you covered.